a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. President Zelensky of Ukraine has quickly gained a reputation as a master communicator, and he's asking. For many things, obviously, he continues to ask for a no-fly zone for fighter jets, NATO membership. Uh, all of those have been rejected by Western nations and NATO nations. And why? Of course, the fear is the escalation uh, with Russia heading towards a World War III scenario. But in light of everything that's going on, is Ukraine really asking for too much? Are the U.S. and its allies doing enough? That's the real question. Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. So there is this interesting uh, tipping point. I think that on one hand you uh, have the fear of not wanting to escalate things with Russia to the point that Russia feels like the only thing they can do is is launch a nuclear weapon of one form or another, or a chemical weapon of one form or the other. Uh, So that's clearly a concern of the United States of America and other allies around the world. And so trying to balance that with the cause of freedom, a country in Ukraine that clearly has done nothing to provoke uh, this kind of invasion by its neighbor, Russia. So President Zelensky continues to make his case in the case of his people. Uh, We know he has spoken to British Parliament. He has spoken to NATO nations. He's spoken to the U.N. Earlier today, he spoke to uh, Canadian government officials uh, in what will be a preview for tomorrow. 7 a.m. We'll cover it live here on KSL News Radio. President Zelensky will speak to a joint session of the United States Congress. Uh, We'll get into what that is and what that means and why that is important as we move along. Uh, But I want to start with this address today because I do think it gives us a sneak peek into his thinking and what he's trying to position as he continues to ask for help, needed help, for Ukraine to defend itself against Russian aggression. So today he asked the Canadian Parliament to uh, imagine what he and his people are going through right now. Imagine that on the on 4 a.m. each of you, you start hearing bomb explosions, severe explosion. Justin, can you imagine hearing you, your children, hear all these severe explosions, bombing of airport, bombing of Ottawa airport, tens of other cities 
of your wonderful country. Can you imagine that? Cruise, cruise missiles are being falling down on your tyranny. And your children are asking you what happened. And you are receiving the first news which infrastructure objects have been bombed and destroyed by Russian Federation. And you know how many people already died. Can you only imagine what words, how can you explain to your children that you just, uh, full-scale aggression just happened in your country? That was a very effective open. And if you missed it there, he referred to his friend Justin, Justin Trudeau. And very important that he was sending that message that he is on equal footing as the head of Canada, uh, that they share a relationship, a friendship. And so asking Justin Trudeau, if this were your children hearing the bombs going off and asking you what is going on, imagine that. So he put the prime minister uh, right in the middle of it. And then he turned uh, his attention to the rest of parliament gathered there in Canada. He described the situation in Mariupol and asked the parliament to imagine this was happening in one of their cities. Imagine that someone is taking siege, laying siege to Vancouver. Can you just imagine them for a second? And all these people who are left in such city. And this is exactly the situation that our city of Mariupol is suffering right now. And they are left without heat or hydro, or without means of communicating, almost without food, without water, seeking shelter in bomb shelters. Dear Justin, dear guests, can you imagine that every day you receive memorandums about the number of casualties, including among women and children? He went on to address uh, NATO's response to his pleas for a no-fly zone. Can you imagine when you when you call your friends, your friendly nation, and you ask, please close the sky, close the airspace, please stop the bombing. How many more cruise missiles have to fall on our cities until you make this happen? And they, in return, they express their deep concerns about the situation. When we talk to with our partners and they say, please hold on, hold on a little longer. So all of that was so effective in terms of taking these members of the Canadian Parliament right there to imagine it in their own cities. Very effective communication by President Zelensky. He said that as the war has gone on and again, these encouraging words to hang on, to hold on a little longer. Uh, again, they are, Ukraine is facing uh, a foe that is uh, just in multiples in terms of uh, firepower and troops and positioning and technology. And just saying, hey, just try to hold on a little longer uh, doesn't really cut it. Uh, Zelensky went on to say that the war had shown him what nations uh, are talking and which are truly the friends of Ukraine. Some people are talking about es- trying to avoid the escalation. And at the same time, in response to our aspiration to become members of nature, we also do not hear a clear answer. Sometimes we don't see 
obvious things. It's it's a dire straits, but it also allowed us to see who our real friends are over the last 20 days and as well eight previous years. President Zelensky said that uh, they're they're not asking for much. Uh, they're asking for clear answers and for people to not just give words, uh, but something that will actually make a difference. We're not asking for much. We're asking for justice, for real support, which will help us to prevail, to defend, to save life, to save life all of the world. Uh, President Zelensky concluded by saying this war is Russia's attempt to destroy the Ukrainian people. This attack on Ukraine, it's an, their attempt to annihilate Ukrainian people, and there is nothing else to it. This is their main objective. It's actually the war against Ukrainian people. And it's an attempt to destroy everything that we as Ukrainians do. It's an attempt to destroy our future, to destroy our nation, our character. So again, that's all from President Zelensky and his address to the Canadian Parliament today. And I thought he was incredibly effective in both painting the picture and then taking that picture into a place so that the members of Parliament and the Prime Minister could feel something. And then he asked them to act on that, uh, that just words were not going to be enough. He was creating space for some transformation to occur. And I think as we start looking forward to what President Zelensky will say to a joint session of the United States Congress, which will be convened tomorrow. It's scheduled to begin at 7 a.m. here local time in Utah. And we will cover that for you live here on KSL News Radio. And I think it will be even stronger than what he said uh, to the Canadian counterparts today in their parliament. Uh, I think you will hear a full-throated uh, focus on America's history, our founding principles, uh, what members of both political parties have professed to believe, and he will ask them to back it with with action. And how that all gets put together uh, from members of Congress as well as the White House is going to be fascinating to look at. We'll break it all down for you. Stay with us right here on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson. And unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.